This is Lorraine Christie. Let's talk about it. Why does it do that? I'm not sure why it does that. Anywho, today is Friday, July 6th? Yeah. Yeah. Because the 4th is Wednesday. Yep. And so that means the 5th was yesterday. Yep, 6th. All day long. long. There we go. <laughs> and I am super excited to have my friend Melody with me to, on today's podcast. Yay. And this is technically our first podcast. Yeah, well, it's your first podcast. Yeah, my first podcast with her as my I'm, guest. I'm just moral support. Yeah, which she'll probably be on a few of them because I feel like some of our conversations is kind of what sparked mm, yeah. wanting to start a podcast. So, um, what so do we want why, to talk about? Okay, <laughs> why don't you um, introduce yourself and then kind of tell your audience what you're going to be doing? Um, well, my name is Lorraine Christie, um, and the name of the podcast is Let's Talk About It. Um, and so I just kind of want to be able to talk about subjects that we don't really talk about. And sometimes those subjects can be tough and lonely, and we all have a story to tell. And um, I guess I just want to be the voice for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But I just feel like sometimes there's a lot of topics that... We don't talk about it because we're scared that people may view us in a bad light if we talk about those things or we bring up those insecurities or we bring up the struggles we have in the church or if we talk about the seasons we're in and somehow if we talk about those things, it it makes us less valuable Mm -hmm. or less human. I don't know when really I think it does the opposite effect. I feel like when we are able to talk about real issues, real struggles, real, real insecurities that it actually um, makes us real. Yeah. yeah. And we can be a testimony to other people, too, because we can say, like, man, I deal with that, too, and I'm not alone. Right. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not, I don't know, fulfilling certain ways, especially, like, being 33. Oh, my God, I hate saying that. <laughs> 33 and single in the church, you know? Yeah. And sometimes the insecurity you feel of not feeling valued because I'm not married. Right. And and sometimes carrying the insecurity of feeling like maybe I can't be used like other people because I'm not married. Yeah. And that's kind of scary to say out loud, but then when you say it out loud and you're sitting with someone else who's in the same season of their life, and they say, like, man, I kind of feel the same way. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that makes me feel like that there's someone else that understands what I'm going through, and I'm not crazy, as we seem to keep saying, <laughs> for feeling that way. Yep. So. Yeah, and just understanding whatever season of life you're in that, you know, you're going to have things that bother you or you you ponder you struggle with and just being able you know to talk about them yeah all of them the ugly the good and and have a voice to say like 
oh man, I understand like that they feel the same way I feel or they're going through the same thing that I'm going through. And I feel like sometimes if we can talk about them and put a name or shine some light on it, then it's really not as big as when we keep it internal. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. Kind of, and kind of when you hear somebody that says, because I know like sometimes I've opened up before about things and I I was really like, okay, they're going to, they're going to say, okay, you need to go pray for like 10 days, you need to (laughs) fast for like 30 days and then maybe you can be good enough. And when I've approached people about these things, they've been like, oh, and I'm like, that's all like, (laughs) yeah. And the funny thing is I was having a conversation with, um, a lady who's been coming to our church and I've just kind of been talking with her and she was saying like sometimes I'm scared to tell people what I'm feeling because I don't want them to think like I'm a horrible person you Mm -hmm. know and and I was just trying to tell her like and I was trying to be comforting in the situation so I told her like well that's what God's there for like for you to just open up and pour yourself out to him and cry and give him everything that we're carrying and give it to him and then she said something that was pretty powerful she said I know but sometimes I just need an actual person to be there yeah and then I thought like man then if we're the church and God dwells in us then we should be able to sit in a seat and say like open to letting someone express how they're feeling and express their hurts and express the struggles that they're going through and be able to be like God and just kind of love and encourage them through that versus judging them or making them feel like uh you're not as spiritual or you're damaged or you're broken because you're feeling that way but that we can be like God and just open up our hearts and love them in spite of that even though it may be a different struggle than mine Mm -hmm. I still carry something even though it's not the same thing that you're carrying right so I understand what that emotion feels like because I've had that emotion yeah and Mm -hmm. and it may not be the exact same thing Mm -hmm. but to some level of a degree we all carry pain and hurt and trials and situations in our lives and although it may be your baggage or your insecurities or your pain or your struggles may be different than mine, but there's still struggles, insecurities, yeah. nevertheless. Yeah, and I think that um, when it comes to relationships, immediately the first thing that people tend to jump to is like a male-female relationship. But even if we look in the Bible, um, from my understanding, the reason that God created Adam was for relationship. Yeah, you and know. then he created Eve for relationship. For Adam's relationship. Yeah. So if God wanted or desired relationship as deity, how much more we as flesh and blood need each other? We really do. Yeah. And that's it's important for our spiritual health, I believe, for our emotional health, and even for our physical health. Yeah. Especially some personalities are different. Like me, I tend to be people-driven. Like I feel alive when I'm around people I like being around people I feel like I gain more energy when I'm around people like I I seriously love people like I like being around people and so I feel like when I start to feel myself retreat it's usually because I'm going through something Mm -hmm. and that's usually when I need like good healthy relationships around me to like pull me out of that Mm -hmm. so I definitely think that our personalities play different 
either because some people when they're going through things like it's easy for them to reach out to other people think so yeah (laughs) at least some people i'm looking at but i think at least for me i feel like some people make it seem easier or maybe i just i just feel like okay let me let me figure out how i'm trying to with this okay so people in my life, like the friends in my life, tend to, when they're struggling, when they're sad, tend to reach out to me. Like, okay. And be like, can you pray for me? Or like, can we talk? Or can I come over? And I feel like that's so brave of them to do that because I feel like I find it hard hmm. to text people and say like, I need prayer or I'm sad or... Like, I'm going through something, so I need someone to be there. But I tend to be on the other side of that. And so when people do that, I tend to admire their vulnerability to be able to do that because I feel like I have a harder time doing that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because, like, I'm an introvert very much, so we, we both know this. Yeah, and I'm extrovert. Right, but I've learned just through living life and going through seasons that part of my um, responsibility is when I, because I live alone, you know, I'm, I work alone sometimes, so part of my responsibility is when I feel that overwhelming feeling or um, I feel like, you know, I'm really depressed or whatever, that it's my responsibility to reach out to other people. And even though it's not, um, it doesn't come naturally for me, I know that logically, I know that it makes me feel better. And I think that's the beauty of community and relationship because when you have people who know you, like you you know me pretty well, Mm -hmm. my personality, so you know that when I reach out to you, like it's not because I'm quote unquote being needy, but it's just because I'm a human and you know, I need to just be around somebody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I admire about you is that you you can do that. Like, you'll text me and be like, okay, I need you. Like, I need to come over or we need to talk. And and I feel like it's harder for me to do that. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess I can see that. But, but that's normal, that, yeah. But that's is that's also the beauty of relationship and community. People who know you and taking, um, having people that can speak into your life that know you, that really know you. Because I know when Lorraine starts to retreat, who goes looking for Lorraine? Me. Yeah. Who will text everybody who has her number to see if they've heard from her? Me. Yeah. Who will threaten to call the cops if they don't hear from her? I have done it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But and most people that I have in my life that are that really know know me when I'm in that groove of disappearing and not disappearing, but I tend to retreat when I'm hurting. Yeah. Tend to be like, "Hey, are you okay? What's up?" Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess each personality and maybe this, and too, even just the way we were taught to deal with emotions, like as far as being children and our our home environments and like all those things, I I definitely think those play in, because one, no people are the same. Right. Even people that have the same personalities or even extroverts or introverts or sanguines, cholerics, melancholies, even all those people are different because of the fact is 
we have different upbringings. Our we family have, of origin, yeah. the things you've been through, your your personality, even probably your chemical makeup. It could probably even go deeper for sure. Yeah, all play a role in our personality. So I think sometimes the the way we're taught as a young kid to deal with tough situations play a role in how we as adults face trials and situations. And even the way that sometimes... And I say this because I do this a lot, and you talk me, as I say, you talk me off the ledge a lot, (laughs) is that I can make things really, really, I can make things really, really big in my head. Yeah. And so I have learned when I start feeling overwhelmed and I start just, like, drowning in this, like, vortex of despair, like, when I come talk to you, it's really not that big a deal. Yeah, because sometimes we can internalize something and make it bigger in our head. And once we speak and once we give it a name and once we vocalize it, we're like, okay, yeah, that's not as bad. Yeah, I have a PhD in internalizing emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I have the opposite. And like, I need to talk things out. Yeah, that's why your podcast is called Let's Talk About It. Yeah, because I feel like there's so many issues that like people in the church are scared to talk about or... And I don't want to say people in the church are scared to talk about it because that that may not be a hundred percent true. But I just mean that they don't least, know how. Yeah, or at least for me, I feel like if I say, "Oh man, the season of life that I'm in right now is causing me pain," yeah, that somehow I feel like if I vocalize that, it makes me less spiritual. Or someone will judge you because I remember finally because I never would open up about deep emotion because I didn't family of origin things you know and I didn't know how and all that kind of stuff but I remember finally getting to the breaking point and telling someone you know I'm just incredibly lonely and immediately they said the words I feared and they said well I understand that you're not married and I thought okay that right now really has less to do with it and more to do with the fact that I live alone. I work completely alone, sometimes at that point, never seeing a soul all day long. I mean, you know, that's what was attributing to my loneliness and it really had less to do with me being married, but because somebody went for that vulnerable spot, it really devastated me. Yeah, and I think that's too, it's like, If I say, oh, man, like, I'm feeling lonely, people are like, well, they automatically lump that up with I'm, it's because I'm not married. And, I mean, I'm not, never been married. And, but I know a lot of people that are married and still lonely. Right. So I think it has to do with more so as, as human beings feeling like you're understood. Right. Feeling like, man, that someone cares enough about me that they're present in my life or that someone would even be willing to understand like when you expressed something them saying oh really like I didn't know you felt that way in that situation yeah and they may not even be able to understand because there's things when that you bring to me that I may not be able to understand but I try to do this in all of my relationships is try to let people feel like it's okay with what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But as your friend, I'm not going to let you, like, drown in that. Mm-hmm. 
So I always try to tell people this, that I was telling this girl that I was talking to and she was saying all this stuff. I was like, okay, I give you permission for one whole entire minute to scream, yell, throw things, and, like, I'm not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. Like, do whatever you need to do to, like, let all this stuff that you're going through or life circumstances, like, I'm just, you have a whole minute to just scream and yell and dance (laughs) and kick and, like, whatever you want to do. But after you're done with that, like, we're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're going to come up with a plan on how to help you through this, you know? Mm-hmm. But, so I think there's a fine line of, like, in relationships to say, like, okay, I understand. Like, I value what you're feeling and I understand what you're feeling. And maybe I don't understand it to the degree, but I understand pain and I understand struggle. Like, I give you permission to feel that. But then also at the same time loving someone enough to say like okay I'm not gonna let you stay in this I'm not gonna let you drown in this I'm not gonna let you sit in all this but I'm gonna push you forward Mm -hmm. and allow this to be a stepping stone um, in your life Mm -hmm. and I think that's what God does for us because I mean I don't know about you but when I'm praying I never heard God say like okay you shouldn't be feeling that way get up and (laughs) like um you shouldn't be feeling that way so um snap out of it like Mm -hmm. I've never in all my entire life praying like never heard those words from the Lord you Mm -hmm. know but I've been in times where like I've been going through something or I've been sad or I've been struggling with something or just life in general where I've prayed and I've like poured all everything I was feeling out to God and then felt like a piece of comfort Mm -hmm. and I think like as a church we need to learn to do that for other people because relationships is one of the things that are so important in the church that's good and actually I was thinking this morning I was singing the song the old hymn what a friend we have in Jesus and the chorus says oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not and all of a sudden I paused and I said communicate with Jesus you know it's because and it Yes, we communicate with Jesus, but even communicating with each other it just shows the power of communication. It it alleviates so much stuff that can happen. And I say this a lot to our team, um, that a lack of communication breeds confusion. Yeah. And confusion breeds distrust, disloyalty, and dysfunction. Yeah. I mean, all literally you have to do is communicate. And it just changes the whole situation, it seems. Yeah. But I think sometimes when communicating whatever we're feeling to people, we automatically assume that they're going to make a judgment of, like, what I'm feeling. And some people do. But I think that's why it's really important when you're opening yourself up to people that you, you want to find a safe place. You want to find, you know, your pastor, your pastor's wife, your church leaders, or and or um, friends in your church who can walk you through that process or maybe understand where you're coming from. Because like I said, you know, when I did open myself up to someone I respected very much and told them I was lonely, they didn't understand. And I was devastated. So, you know... I. And maybe I should have communicated more of that on my part, but I just, I didn't know how at that point. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I feel like when I'm saying something, people automatically go to like, oh, well, like they think I'm talking about not being married or like, 
oh, well, you're just saying you're feeling, like, lonely or, like, you haven't found your place because, like, you're in in between season. And, yes, I understand that, like, I'm in a season of where I'm not probably where I want to be, like, as far as that. But then I'm also, like, not where I need to be. So, to me, I feel like I want to celebrate where I'm at and realize that, like, there's things that I can do now that I won't be able to do when I'm married. And so I want to try concentrating on that versus feeling like, oh, I should be here. Yeah, and then just also to put it back in perspective that life is full of seasons. And just because your circumstances change doesn't mean that you always feel fulfilled. Because I think there's a part of us that will always long for something more, especially, you know, especially me knowing you because you're a go-getter. Yeah. You know, you always want to reach for a higher mark, something better, something more. And so whatever season you're in, I think there will, there will always be that, you know, in yeah. your soul somewhere. And to, like, I wonder, to just being in the church, like, we should never really be content. Yeah. Because I feel like when we get into a season of contentment, it's almost like, I don't really need to grow. And although there are moments where like, like, like when you're on a mountaintop and you've just overcome something, I think it's important to sit in that and like reflect on like what God has brought you through or like all those things and sit in that moment and like thank the Lord and be present in that moment. But I also think that we shouldn't like just be content with being there. Like if God can take us to this mountaintop, then I know that he can take me to a higher mountaintop. Yeah. And so I definitely feel like we shouldn't be content, but also then we should be content in like the seasons we're in because I'm not going to be here next year. Right. Or a season could be five years, like whatever the time length is, um, is realizing that it's not always going to be summer. So I'm going to enjoy the heat. Yeah. Even though it's like 90, today's like one of the hottest days. Like 108 or something outside. So it's summer, but I know come November, it's like, it's not going to be like this. So it's going to be fall, (laughs) yes, (laughs) and scarves and tights and all those fun stuff. So it's like, I can bear the heat because I know something else is coming that I enjoy. But sometimes, oh, that's interesting. This is interesting because sometimes in life seasons, I think that's the beauty of being able to talk about things because sometimes in life seasons, you don't always see the end of the season. Yeah. And you don't have that hope and when you lose hope um what do you have to live for, you know? Yeah. There's a book I read called The Hope Quotient and it's so good. I recommend it to everybody, but it talks about how the one element of hope is what really defines people's future. Yeah. Well, it's even like this like I'm not trying to over spiritualize anything cuz we all know I'm not that kind of people person whatever (laughs) um is the fact of like if I don't have hope in heaven Mm. if I don't have hope that if I live what the Lord teaches then I'm going to be with him for eternity Mm -hmm. if I don't have hope in those things then what am I doing as a Christian oh yeah yeah and it's like we heard recently like sometimes we can get so involved in our lives and what we have what we don't have what we want you know we have FOMO don't get me started (laughs) That we forget about the whole purpose of it all and why we're here and that 
okay, I've told you this recently, but I was listening to a podcast and um, the guy mentioned that he was in his 50s and he said, you know, I got to thinking that really I only have about maybe 30 summers left of living. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when you break it down like that, it's like, whoa. Hopefully 30. I have a little more than 30. What, like, what I'm saying, like, I okay. I want to die when I'm, like, 90, so okay. maybe, like, 20. No, I can't count. <laughs> You're 33, <laughs> so, like. <laughs> so, 60 summers left, maybe? You know. Yeah, 50 something, Give or take. Give or take. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, when you put life into perspective like that, like, it really, it really puts life in perspective for you because you realize, okay, what things are taking up my time that when I get to the end of my life, you know, will I say me worrying over this was worth it? I wish I wouldn't have worried about that for so much, or I wish I wouldn't have been so stuck on what I didn't have that I would have just lived my life and really tried to follow where God was leading me and really do what I felt to do and just been, you know, brave and bold. and Yeah, and and I mean, we can talk about that for a second, but I think sometimes... We want to live that. Like, we want to live. I think all of us, all humans and people that live for the Lord, have a version of themselves of like how they want to live for God. And I think sometimes our own insecurities, like, I know sometimes for me, it's like, man, I really want to like take off tonight like shouting and jumping and sometimes I think like people are gonna be like oh sister Lorraine she's just so spiritual (laughs) or like ew like why is she doing that like or sometimes I just want to go to the altar and like lay my face and cry but then I think like people are gonna think like oh man is she struggling is she and so and maybe I'm the only crazy person in the world that overthinks those things but sometimes I think like I just want to like cry in like the presence of the Lord because he's been so good to me but then I tend to like not do that because one it's like I maybe I my personality and even me like sometimes can care a little too much what people think and like that's not healthy either you know like especially living with for the Lord it's like the only real opinion in certain things that should matter are like the Lord's you know yeah, and I actually have been kind of dealing with that recently, too, as far as um, worship leading is concerned, because sometimes I really want to step out and, like, really sing, you know, or really lead, but I'm inhibited, and it, I've been grappling with the idea that that's my own pride getting in the way. Yeah. Because if really I let God use me and work through me, the thing that would be holding me back would be what I was worried people would say or they would judge me, you know, why did she say that? Why did she sing this? You know, what is she up there trying to do? You know, but it's, I'm having to come to grips with the fact that that's my own pride. And if I really want God to use me, like I pray, then part of that's up to me. Yeah. You know, and I I have to let that go because I'm essentially holding my own self back. Right. That's good. That's good. So I guess one thing that we can try to do as practice is like when people do step out in those moments that when we see one where someone's like, man, they just tore it up tonight, worship leading. Are they just like sister, what's your name? Um, just like really took off tonight. Like mm-hmm. maybe as the church, we should not so much praise them for that, but like acknowledge like, like, man, like 
that took guts, like, right. to be able to fully lose yourself and do what you want to do for God without thinking about the consequences. And although those aren't real consequences, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. the things we do for God, what people say, like, there aren't real consequences, only our pride that maybe would get hurt mm-hmm. um, if someone said something negative. Um, but, like, when someone steps out, like, we should encourage them like man that was awesome like man that was so cool I'm so like you really did that tonight like you really stepped out and you were used you know Mm -hmm. and so I think us as a church like that should be something that we should try to do you know instead of like oh man did you see what they did or like I wonder why they did that were they trying to show off because sometimes we can automatically just go to a negative place yeah because I feel like that's easier than sometimes praising someone for something that they're doing that is brave anywho i don't even know how we got on this top i don't either (laughs) i was thinking the same thing just now or even like trying to build a culture that encourages that because really stepping out and i'm just speaking from personal experience but stepping out and being bold and really being used of god it personally is completely out of my comfort zone yeah i'm an introvert like, I don't want people to know who I am. I, put me in the back room running the controls. I'm fine. Yeah. You know? And see, that's not, that's, that, oh, okay, let's talk about that for a second, too, because me, I tend to, like, thrive. Okay. And, and I used to feel really insecure about this, and I probably still do, because I can't help that that's how I feel, like, life. That's not, mm-hmm. I can't help that I feel alive when I'm, like, in front of a crowd. I can't help because that's the way God created me, that I love, like, like being in the midst of a crowd of people like I can't help that like that's how God created me to be that's your gift yeah and and I feel like I was always insecure because people would always be like oh Lorraine she just wants to be a center of attention when it's like I do but I can't help that that's what I like (laughs) just as much as you can like your like you just as much as you liked your husband you know As, as much as you liked chocolate ice cream like I can't help that there's a part of me that is I don't want to say fulfilled because that sounds shallow, but there's a part of me that like that's not I shallow. Feel like in my element. Yeah. Like I feel like when I'm like in a group of people and I'm and they're laughing and there's joy and all this stuff, I feel like man, this is a part of of mm-hmm. why God created me. You know. But back to that, is saying that sometimes when I feel like I do step out. There's those few people that will say, like, oh, that Lorraine, she just wants to be a center of attention. Automatically, it makes me think, like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Because I don't want people to feel like that's what I'm doing. So at times when I want to step out and I want to be bold and I want to do this, I think, like, oh, no, people are going to think, like, well, that's just Lorraine wanting to be center of attention. So then <laughs> that that negative thought I have, I choose to listen to that over yeah. maybe God calling me out to do something or right. like wanting to be like, I want to teach a Bible study or, you know, all this stuff that sometimes I think like, man, I don't want that negative look to be on me. So yeah. I won't do it when really like at the end of the day, like if we're getting things done for the Lord, like it doesn't matter what people say, but we're human and it kind of does matter. Well, it, it it affects you. Yeah. But what really, I guess, that fires me up. Like, my heart is racing right now because this is one of my soapboxes. Because the Bible says, your Bible says, that a man's gift 
maketh room for himself. Not that a man maketh room for his gift. And so I think people who are not doing the work, they don't have the prayer life, they're not consecrated to God, but they want the limelight, they can look at other people and instead of focusing on the hours they spend in the prayer room, the devotion they have to God, the commitment, the things that they give up for their personal walk with God, that elevates them to a position and opens doors for them, it's not them. It's God. It's because they've done the work behind the scenes. So it's easy for someone who's not doing the work to become jealous or to say, oh, well, they're just getting that position because of this or you know, they're just out to get me. That's why I'm not doing that. That's not what the Bible says. Either the Bible's right or it's not right. And I believe it's right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> if you can't tell. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I go back to. Yeah. That a man's gift makes room for himself. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I guess I was just going with that to say is like sometimes those voices get in our head and they stop right. us from fulfilling the things of God. And... I guess if what I would want anyone to take from this is just sometimes the more you step out of your comfort zone in doing things for the Lord or the more you listen to the voice of God, if it's like run the aisle and nobody's doing it and you yeah. do it, it's like it'll get easier and easier right. to operate yeah. in, in, in those things when you continue to do them and you continue to push past those things to say like, God, I want to be used so bad. I want to step out and I think sometimes God at least I've seen it done in my own life it's like God will start challenging me Mm -hmm. you know like okay Lorraine you've been praying you want to be used you've been praying that you've been wanting to be used in prayer so I'm going to wake you up at three in the morning to see if like what you're saying is true right and if we allow ourselves to be like if we allow the voices of others are the voices of our own insecurities outshine God's voice then like we're almost lying in our prayer hmm. you know but it is a tricky thing I'll, I'll t- actually this is a funny story so um, for the month of June I did something on my social media that I was I struggled with was um, right before the month of June started I had been praying, like, God, I want to be used in prayer. Like, I want to, like, be an interceder. I want to, like, do, you know, all these things. And I want to be able to help people. And I want to be able to pray for people. And then all of a sudden, I was driving. I had this thought, like, you should pray for the people on your Instagram. And I was like, okay, that's nice. I'm like, I don't know, just keep driving. (laughs) Okay, that was a nice thought. Like, that was, you know, that was retarded. Um, And then all of a sudden, like, I was praying again. And then, like, like, a thought was like, you should pray for the people on your Instagram. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just start at all my friends at the top and just pray throughout the month for them. And then it was like, you should ask people what they need prayer for. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, no. Like, it's different if I get in this bad <laughs> when no one's listening, you know, because I don't want people to be like, oh, you know. And so then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, God. So I've been praying that I can be used to pray for people. I've been praying that you would use me in prayer. And now you're challenging me in a way that I'm not comfortable with because I don't want, I didn't want people to be like, oh, why is she praying with people? Or, oh, she's just saying that so people think she's spiritual. And so, like, all these, like, negative thoughts just go in my head. And then so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. 
so I just sent a little post in my story like like I'm praying for the my friends for the month of for the month of June like do you need prayer the first day I got seven prayer requests and then a few days later, or a few like um, next week, I did the same thing, and I got more prayer requests. And so it's like, in that whole month, I got to pray. I think for twenty seven needs. Wow. And and I remember one was like, um, one of the prayer requests was, like, I didn't want him to send you my need. But I felt like I needed to because I felt like I need prayer. Like, I can't carry this on my own. And I just thought, me was so afraid of, like, what people were going to think that I didn't want to put this out there. And yet I have people that were so afraid to even send me their prayer requests. But because I did this even though I wasn't comfortable with and even though I was kind of, like, kind of slightly embarrassed, with mm-hmm. it, if that's okay to say mm-hmm. to I did this. And then yet someone else felt like, man, if she's doing, if she could put this up there. Like, I don't want to not listen because I need help praying for the situation. And, like, I mean, that whole month, that was probably what was worth everything. Like, God, like, I stepped out of my comfort zone. I was, I didn't want to do it. And you, yet you used me Mm -hmm. to pray for people. And you used me to pray for needs. And, like, you also then helped me realize, like, that growth sometimes is painful. Like, growth and growing is sometimes comes from unexpected things when we just say okay god am i sure it was god i'm not i don't even know if it was god like it was just a thought in my head so i don't know if it was god that asked me to do that Mm -hmm. all i know is that this this thought kept coming to my mind and i followed that and and said okay god if this is you then i'm gonna do it and if it's not then at least i got to pray for 27 people Mm -hmm. and so i sometimes following the voice of God or being used by God is scary and sometimes even confusing but we just all we can do is is say okay God I gotta push back all my insecurities I gotta push back all the negative voices I think I'm gonna hear because sometimes people don't even say negative things but we think they're gonna we think that we we think we think people care about us so much (laughs) that they're going to have opinion about what we do. And it's like, sometimes people just don't have an opinion. No. So there's, we think people think about us more than they do. I mean, we're so involved in their lives and their stuff. We're so self-involved that people are probably themselves self-involved that like, they don't care. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like those things. Like you see this everywhere. A group picture is taken. And no one goes and looks at other people and be like, oh, your hair's messed up. Oh, her smile's off. First thing we do is we go to ourselves. Yep. And we think like, oh, man, we don't even care what anybody else looks like it's in the picture. It's a bad picture. It's a bad picture because I look awful. And then they do that. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I never look at an Instagram picture and think like, oh, man, her hair was just not on point. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll post a picture and think like oh I probably shouldn't have posted that like Mary looks a little off and da 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 mm-hmm. but it's just like I never look at other people's pictures and think like right oh my word their skirt doesn't match their you know what I mean yeah. so I but I'll post think I'll post something thinking that everybody's gonna have an opinion about it but it's like Lorraine you are not that important <laughs> I hate to break it to you sweetie but you are not that important in everyone's lives. I mean, and I mean, some people maybe just are, there's always a few that just have an opinion about everything, but um, most generally, like, 
people don't even care what we do. Yeah. But we'll sit there and internalize and think like, man, they're going to have this opinion or they're going to say this negative thought. And it's like, um, you're not that important. <laughs> yeah. And you know why that's so funny is because it's true. And that really, it's, everybody does it. Yeah. You know? I wonder if we started just going around like, you were not important. <laughs> that like the fear of like doing anything like okay even starting this podcast I had to drag you in here yeah that's because what they don't know okay she was we came to my house because that was the only place we could think of that was cool first of all it's 108 degrees outside today number one it was cool and number two would have the best sound option for what we needed yeah. today so we walk in the house and Lorraine goes into the living room sits on the couch and starts scrolling through Instagram yeah and scrolling through Instagram, and I said, "Are you ready, Lorraine?" And scrolling. She's yeah. still. Sc- I'm like Lorraine, and finally, I'm like, "I know what she's doing." I said, "Lorraine, you're procrastinating. Get up." <laughs> yeah, and it's because all I kept thinking was like, "Well, like, what if I do this?" I don't know why I like changing my voice when I talk about like like someone else is talking about me in that sweet voice, but it's just like, "Well, you know, I just don't want to do this because like people are gonna have opinion or like they're gonna say something negative." It was just like, they probably don't even care. Like Lorraine, you are not that important, so just record it see what happens yeah yeah I like and and then I told you I was like Lorraine what's the worst thing that could you could happen you don't publish the episode (laughs) yeah but (laughs) you know like okay start over next this is our first episode (laughs) episode five really you know (laughs) but it's just like I wonder if like we could just realize like and it's almost like we're contradicting ourselves because we're like you know people say things but sometimes I feel like we think people are gonna say that yeah, you know, it's like that song, and I don't even know what song this is. I think it's a Christian song, but it says, I think it says, You carried me when I was my own worst enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but that's, we are. We're our own worst enemy. Yeah. So, I mean, in a, in a world where it's like, you matter, everyone matters, like, I wonder if the real brave thing would be like, Lorraine, <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> Lorraine, you are not important. <laughs> okay, well, if I'm not important, I don't matter, then really, I can do anything I want. Right. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 30 like, summers, let's go. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm posting all kinds of episodes now, like, I'm posting more than one Instagram picture, because, you know, you get scared, like post too much anywho that's a whole nother conversation oh my word yeah <laughs> social media etiquette yeah is there but such I'm just, a thing <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> but I'm just saying like if we could really think in our mind like Melody you are not that important yeah like you can do whatever you want and like you are not you know and not in a mean way because people are important and I value you and I love you in my life and you know right but like if I could sit here and say Lorraine you are not that important like people don't think about you mm-hmm then it frees me to say, okay, then the fear of what people are going to think kind of goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I d- I'm going to, like, get that as a shirt made. Shout out to um, Ego sh- ego Shirts. I mean, what is that? What is my brother's business? Ego Custom Tees. Yeah. Ego Shout out to Liz and Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, it's like, make me a shirt that says, Lorraine, you are not important. <laughs> Nobody's thinking about me. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> no, party people, of one. <laughs> people would take that the wrong way, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I mean. Yeah. So, I guess what we're trying to say is the point of this podcast is that we're going to talk about the things that paralyze you. Really, you know, let's just talk about it. Yeah. Let's get those things out of the way. Let's settle all this so you can, I mean, not to be 
not to quote another person, but say you can live your best life. <laughs> yeah, and that's and too, I think that sometimes can be so charismatic saying that yeah. it's like we're so afraid to say that. But I know when I'm operating at my best when I am free to just talk about the junk I'm carrying. Yeah. And if and and if I can do that with someone that then I feel like it even helps my spiritual life because then I can go into a prayer room and I'm not weighed down by all this condemnation. Yeah, all this junk shame, or overthinking yeah. that I can go into the prayer room and have a really and have a time with God and not have to just throw up everything on him that I can go and say, Okay, Lorraine this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm struggling with this week or this month or this season. And just talk it out to someone to say, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. And when you become self-aware like that, then you are in a place where you can help other people. And really like we were talking about earlier in the light of however long we live in the light of eternity, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so if if we're living for 70 years in turmoil and we can't ever step out of our comfort zone and we can't really follow God's calling on our life then kind of I mean I hate to be whatever but what's the point you know yeah and so if we can just talk about all those things and let other people feel like man I'm not alone and even though their situation may be different than ours or their thing that they're going through is different it could be a loss of a relationship it can be grief it can be own physical insecurities it can be mental insecurities it can be although it's different if we can just talk about all the things that hinder us from being used by God if we can talk about the real issues that sometimes hold us back issues that are in the church that hold us back then Mm -hmm. I think if we can put a face to it if we can put a name to it then it kind of frees us to say like I'm not the only one that feels this way. And when we can feel like, one, it's only us, like we're living in this pain and it's only me, then that can drown us. Mm-hmm. So if we can be a life jacket to someone to say, like, man, I understand. I mean, we all go through that. Like, we all yeah. struggle with different things. We all go through seasons. We all, and it doesn't make you less of a person, it no. doesn't make you less spiritual. No. Um, it doesn't make you less strong or right. whatever um, a word we can throw in there, but to say it actually just makes you human. Exactly. Welcome to the human race. And like you, you see things in yourself that and that you may think can hold you back, but me, I don't see that in you. Yeah, and that's the point of our issues. I'm like, oh, I can't do this because this. And you're like, what are you talking about? But it's just like sometimes I am my worst critic. Mm-hmm critic see can't mm-hmm. even talk right um like i think sometimes oh this is even scary saying this but sometimes i feel like i see more negative in me than i see good mm-hmm. and so i have to be someone that writes lists and my pastor is wonderful at, mm-hmm. at always saying this like lorraine write a list of things that you love about yourself i'm like uh, I can think of a few, you know, and it's not I can because cook. Yeah, I can't cook. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Melody. Sorry. Another thing I can do. Um, but because like of things that I've been through in life and my childhood and I hate blaming on all this stuff, but just life in general and the mm-hmm. way I was raised. And sometimes, sometimes it's easier for me to just look at the negative things instead of the good things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to write lists to say like, Okay, Lorraine, you are good with people. Like, you are, like, really good at communicating. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, I don't have to be embarrassed to say, like, I'm good at things because I need to, like, love myself and, and be able to vocalize that. So, I mean, that's just kind of where we're at. Yep. So there would definitely be um, other people on the podcast, <laughs> and there will definitely be other topics, um, and really just talking about life and relationships in the church, um, relationships between you know men and women, um, relationships as mother daughter, like just different mm-hmm. relationships, different issues that we that I feel like I've overcome or went through or can shine a little light on. Those are the kind of things that we'll just be talking about and diving in. So I hope you enjoyed our first episode. And um, once it's out and published, then it's like, please give us your honest opinion because I will probably not read it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I will only read the good ones. Just kidding. Um, But I'm super excited that I did it. I'm super excited that I have a good friend who pushes me and encourages me and makes me step out of my comfort zone when I get in my own head. So it's one thing that I love, love dearly about my friendship with Melody is that um, she pushes me out of my own insecurities and I push her out of her fear of of the unknown because I kind of love living in there like, (laughs) you know, venture. Um, And uh, I love that we can both be very real and honest and and understanding that no matter what she's feeling and no matter what I'm feeling I can say it and I'm not going to be judged for it and um it's not going to be used against me it's not gonna Mm -hmm. so that's one thing I love and I appreciate our friendship so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and look forward to many more so all right bye